Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries, your home for EVs in small town America. Earlier this month, there was a working white paper released, published by some researchers at the University of Chicago. And the suggestion is made from their research that EVs aren't being used as much as first thought. Now, they are of the opinion that environmental policymakers are using flawed numbers in their decision making. So to give you an idea, here is their abstract. We provide the first at-scale estimate of electric vehicle home charging. Previous estimates are either based on surveys that reach conflicting conclusions or are extrapolated from small, unrepresentative sample of households with dedicated EV meters. We combine billions of hourly electricity meter measurements with address-level EV registration records from California households. The average EV increases overall household load by 2.9 kilowatt hours per day, less than half the amount assumed by state regulators. Our results imply that EVs travel 5,300 miles per year, under half of the U.S. fleet average. This raises questions about transportation electrification for climate policy. Now, this is a white paper, like I said, that is entitled Low Energy Estimating Electric Vehicle Electricity Use. And this is done by Fiona Berlig, James Bushnell, David Rapson, and Catherine Wolfram was published February 4th, 2021. And of course, I wanted to break this down. First, they find flaws with two previous surveys, and I think both of them came from UC Davis. One was from 2017, which was entitled 2017 National Household Travel Survey, and one is from UC Davis's PHEV Center which was from 2020. Now, the latter survey suggests EV usage about twice of what the 2017 survey suggested. University of Chicago, in their infinite wisdom, determined that in both of these, the sample size was too small. So they picked a PG&E, which is Pacific Gas and Electric, a PG&E block of homes that they knew had a high EV saturation, and they pulled meter data, vehicle registration data between 2014 and 2017, cross-referenced it by address, factored in solar penetration, and the fact that 85% of charging is done at home. They also went ahead and separated Tesla into its own category because of the supercharging network. So basically, they're just data mining and started making some assumptions. First, they admit that they are extrapolating mileage from the electric used in EVs, and they did recognize the vast majority of EV charging is unmeasured. But it is true that some are 
separately metered, but most are not. PG&E gave them the usage data on 362,945 homes, and they were able to cross-reference and match it down to 57,000 EVs. Now, registration records indicated there were 63,000 EVs in this group, but they could only identify 57,000, so this is what they knew for sure. Like I said, they extrapolated and said that the average EV is only driven 5,300 miles per year, and the average consumption is 2.9 kilowatt hours a day. And again, these estimates are half of the estimate that the California Energy Commission used in their proceedings in 2019. For some odd reason, that doesn't click with me, but it's big if true. Here's my objection. First, they're trying to determine what's going on behind the meter. And there are so many factors that come into play because I've tried this. You have to factor in weather changes or the possibility of faulty appliances or heat pumps, HVA systems. You have to factor into account there might have been outages that could skew the data one way or the other. And realize that they used three years of data, but I have seen massive fluctuations in accounts for that type of period. Any attempt to normalize this kind of information sort of muddies the water. For example, maybe a family sent a kid to college. From experience, I know that energy usage drops. You're using less hot water. There are less lights left on. There's less laundry that gets done. And the list goes on and on. So, if I went and bought an EV right after I sent my child to college, charging offsets some of that, but maybe not all of it. But it doesn't show the complete impact. All right, so now the kid comes home for the summer. Uh, it's hot outside, and the bill always goes up with the air conditioning. How much? Well, it's hard to tell. Maybe it's been mild the past three weeks in comparison to what it was last summer. If you're looking at a straight usage, how are you going to tell? Even if you factor in temperature fluctuations, it's not a real story. It's a guess. The second problem I have with this is that the University of Chicago recognized that Tesla has charging infrastructure in place and that Teslas may be prone to longer trips. But let's look at this a little bit closer. We've been told the average commute round trip is 40 miles in America. Now, I'm not sure where these numbers originated or when, but I suspect it's tied to U.S. Census data. ABC, the American Broadcasting Corporation, did their own survey and they said that the average commute is 16 miles one way, but they do recognize that 3.3 million people in America are traveling 50 plus miles one way. The 2017 National Household Travel Survey, which is the one done at UC Davis, says for private vehicles, if I read this right, is 30.5 miles per day. However, it says the 
to and from work is only 6.5 miles per day. That sort of seems wrong to me, but the 30 and a half miles for all trip purposes, that falls within the convention. Uh, this report's 148 pages, so give me a break. Anyway, let's keep the 40 mile per day and say that that's just on a five-day week. Well, that's 200 miles a week, 50 weeks a year, because you get two weeks off for vacation, totals up to be 10,000 miles a year, which is almost twice the University of Chicago's assertion. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that more EV adopters have city cars and shorter commutes. And let's go with the ABC 16 miles one way. But that's not a far cry from the 40 miles round trip because now you're looking at 32 miles round trip. That still translates to 8,000 miles a year. Now, let's look at the 6.5 miles from the travel survey. Well, that's only 1,625 miles a year. But these people are also averaging 30.5 miles, all things considered. I'm not saying that the 5,300 miles is out of the realm of possibilities. It just goes against actual numbers that were gathered during actual surveys. And you're comparing it to one that was estimated in a lab experiment. It comes down to if you don't like what the numbers are saying, manipulate them a little bit further. You'll get there. The third issue I have with this is that it doesn't take into account vehicle efficiency. We know that the Tesla Model 3 Standard Range Plus has been identified as the most efficient at 239 watt-hours per mile, or that's about 4.2 miles per kilowatt hour. It's slightly higher than some of the other Tesla flavors. Um, let's look at the, uh, the big three, though. We've looked at the Model 3. Let's look at the Bolt. It comes in with 286 watt-hours per mile, which is about 3.5 miles per kilowatt-hour. Uh, the Leaf weighs in at 304 watts per mile, which is 3.3 miles per kilowatt-hour. And all of this is according to the EPA. Um, my I-3 is rated about 3.35 miles per kilowatt-hour, and we will maybe look at that in a bit. If you have a performance vehicle, such as an e-tron or a Taycan, 2.2 miles per kilowatt hour is about the best you're going to expect. But a lot of that has something to do with how you drive them. Um, so using these numbers, let's, let's predict something. A Nissan Leaf, and we're going to take the Nissan Leaf as the average EV, okay? It's, it's right in that range as far as miles per kilowatt hour goes. So let's take the Nissan Leaf. Uh, using the University of Chicago's 2.9 kilowatt hours a day would suggest that it's only traveling an average of 9.5 miles per day. Again, let's look at a 5-day work week. That's 47.5 miles per week. Translates to... 2,375 miles per year. 
But again, I'm wondering if that 2.9 kilowatt hour is an accurate assessment. Now, let's look at it at 30 miles a day. Well, that translates into 9.1 kilowatt hours a day. Again, if we look at the five day week, 50 week year, that's 7,500 miles per year. Now, I will make some concessions. EV owners may only live 10 to 15 miles away from work. Maybe they're more likely because current EVs easily meet their needs at this distance. Um, keep in mind too that this data is from 2014 to 2017 and there are much more options on the market today with higher efficiencies. People who are EV owners typically more environmentally conscious, so maybe they're choosing to live closer to their workplace, not because they drive EVs, but because even when they had internal combustion engine cars, it was less harmful, so they chose to work closer. Let's even go and play that affluent game where everyone says that EV drivers are more affluent, so consequently, they could more easily afford to be closer to where they work but that does fly into the face of those high-power CEOs in their mansions, which everyone knows um, they're just driving their car to the end of the driveway to pick up the mail, and they take their helicopters to work. Now, before I uh, leave this affluence topic, I think saying that EVs are for more fluent people is a myth, especially at this point. We've got uh, we're starting to get price parity in comparison to internal combustion engine cars. Um, you know, when EVs first came out, uh, well, when the Teslas, uh, the early models first came out and they were priced higher than your average vehicle, yeah, maybe back then they were a plaything for the rich, but now they're not. EVs are everywhere. They're accessible. The used EV market makes EVs highly affordable so again uh, don't buy into the affluent myth because that's what it is it's a myth it's misinformation it's people wanting to bring EVs down and I don't know if it's out of fear or resentment uh, I, I just don't know but the affluent thing is a myth anyway for the average commute to be 40 miles that means there has to be much shorter distance um, to offset the people that are driving 200 miles a day to work and I, I understand that um, there's also diversity in this group because you know uh, public transportation factors in if it's available maybe you don't always drive your car to work maybe you take the bus or the train cycling factors into it as well uh, when I first started my career uh, I had a one-way commute of 8.5 miles um, and there were several days that if the weather was nice I cycled since then uh, my commute has been 30 plus miles one way I used to say that if I ever got back to that 10 to 15 mile range, uh, I'd own a Vespa scooter. 
Of course, here in southeastern Kentucky, if you see a bicycle or a scooter, the first thought is DUI. That is, unless you're wearing all the cycling gear. And here's fun fact. If uh, you drop the seat and you look like you're going to work, the rednecks will leave you alone. So coming back to this 5,300 miles per year, that is about 21 miles a day. And it seems light to me, but it's not completely unreasonable. But again, even a Nissan Leaf at 3.3 miles per kilowatt hour, you're still talking 6.36 kilowatt hours a day, which is more than two times what University of Chicago is suggesting. In conclusion, I'm not saying that this report from the University of Chicago is incorrect. Uh, I think there's some, some flaws in there, but obviously there's flaws in every survey that uh, we're looking at because there are just so many factors to consider. And I've said often enough, this is the What Has Been Learning podcast, and these numbers don't fall in line with my experience. Next time, we'll talk about what I'm experiencing, and I would like to also include some of your stories in that as well. I have posted a survey at evdiaries.com backslash ev survey. I invite you to go and fill out the information and I will tabulate the results and um, and we'll talk about that next time. You can find it easily just by going to evdiaries.com. Um, there near the top of the page it will say EV survey. So if you don't mind just just go there and answer a few questions. I think there's five six questions at the most and it's basically you know, where are you, how much do you drive, and how much energy do you use? All right, guys, that's all I've got today. Hit that subscribe button. I appreciate you listening, and just remember, the EV revolution is here, and it's a fun ride. <music>